This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of The Joy Challenge. Discover the ancient secret to experiencing worry-defeating, circumstance-defying happiness. Written by pastor and best-selling author Randy Frazee and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church. This is Pass the Mic. Greetings and God bless. Welcome to another episode of Pass the Mic, Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church, powered by The Witness, a Black Christian Collective. I'm your host, Tyler Burns. You can follow me on Twitter at Burns23. Follow at your own risk. And joining me today, I have a special guest, the funniest man on the internet that you've never heard of, my <laughs> man Adam Keeley. He is the brand manager for The Witness. What's up, brother? How you doing? What up, man? I didn't know he was going to stick that landing. I was like, wait a minute. Hey. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm good, I receive it. I received that. I received that. <laughs> hey, man. A little fluidity, a little freestyle on my feet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm with it. I'm with it. Nah, but so uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but I've known Adam for so many years. Um, went to college together at the same time. And so we have some war stories that we trade. And yeah, this brother is so incredible to me, I think, because the way in which Adam processes life also through that hilarious lens, but also through a very rooted faith. And, um, you know, I know I'm gassing you up right now. So I, I was like, like I'm going ah. to I'm gonna send this to my mom right now. Like we, <laughs> she need to know. <laughs> no, but I, I've really appreciated your insights and I've quoted you many times on the podcast. So having you on again is really an honor um, for me. And we just wanted to do a COVID check-in, man. We wanted to check in with our listeners, see how you're feeling, how you're doing. And we had both had a couple of thoughts that were kind of uh, probably unrelated, but also could probably also tie in as well. And this is the overarching view of ourselves in the midst of this. And so uh, maybe it's good for us to take a moment and check in because one of the things that I'm seeing, Adam, is that many of us are not being self-aware as the moments continue to go on. Right, right. And many of us are kind of treating, I heard this this analogy from Andy Crouch. He said, many of us are treating COVID in a church and organizational sense like it's a, a blizzard when it's really an ice age. Mm. Right. So we treat it like it's a short-term yeah. inconvenience when it's really a long-term disruption and interruption. Right. And so I think that's really helpful for us as we kind of think about how we process our thoughts. And so our thoughts you know, one month into quarantine and self-isolation should not be the same, you know, three months later or four months later. It's going to naturally evolve and grow. Yeah. And so how are you processing COVID right now, man? What's what's on your heart? Because you were talking about some things that you felt God was doing in the moment and that some things tangibly that you can see and how it may be a little bit different. And that, was, that really blessed me and also challenged me as well. So how is Adam Keeley doing right now? Hey, man. Um, you know, I want to tell you that, but in, but I gotta handle I gotta handle black man business before we get into your question. You know, nah, don't do it. No, don't we do gotta it. do don't it, do it, bro. Don't. We gotta do it. We <laughs> gotta do it. You know what I'm saying? Because no, do no, not listen, do the Lakeith listen, Stanfield. Do listen, not, bro. I want yeah. I, I want you to have a good week, bro. I want you to <laughs> love for real though. It's important, man. It's important that I mean the people need to know for real. Like I think one thing about you is people see you through the lens of which they experience you. Um, but it's such like, I mean, cause it's like, yo, the pastor work is out there. You know what I mean? The writing work is out there. The work with the witnesses out there, but I don't think people are putting together like this, is all the same dude though. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you hitting from a lot of different oh, positions on the field, man. And I, 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 I appreciate, and I always admire, like, I even like, you know, I've been recently doing my first, like, work in the church space. I've never really done like work, work in the church space. And mm-hmm. like, I have, I've had times where I've thought to myself, like, yo, man, I got to get after it. Like I know Tyler going to get after it. Cause I see, you know oh, what I mean? Man. I see, I see the work that you put in. Nah, man. Don't be, it's real G. It's real G. It's real G. You know, especially my approach yeah. to the black church. I'm like, man, I got to put the team on my back. Cause I know Tyler out here laboring, man. I gotta, I gotta share arms with my brother, man. So yeah. yeah. Thank you, bro. Thank no, you, man. That means bro. a lot. Coming from you, that means a lot, bro. Don't try to, don't try to edit this out either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, man, but yeah, to your question, man, uh, you know, obviously this time, uh, this shift has been wild for all of us. You know, there's a mental and emotional piece that I feel like uh, we all are going through, you know, some days you're like, okay, I got I got a rhythm. And then other days you're like, you know, you just feel lost in the, in the fog right, of what this right. is. You know what I mean? So there's definitely a lot of that, but kind of the wildest thing that I've been experiencing through this time um, is just like a lot of, a lot of opportunity to do fruitful work, you know, that I, that, that I, that I feel blessed to have the opportunity to do that, that, Hmm. that Hmm. feels important. It feels kingdom building. And Hmm. so there's like a pride, especially when, you know, we're all out here in phases of life where you're just plucking away. You know what I mean? You're plucking away and trusting on the Lord and waiting on the Lord. And to see some of that stuff come to fruition at the same time as this has been tough to deal with mentally and emotionally. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, I was talking to my dad about it, you know, and he has uh, this phrase he always would say, and he would, uh, he always says that a reward for a job well done is more work. That's what he would always tell me. You know what I mean? Yes. When, when yes. you're doing your job well, people <laughs> so just going to keep asking you to do it and do more. Um, and you know, it, and I don't know, you know, it, it it's weird. Cause I want to be, I want to be a helper and I want to live a life of service, but it, it's just weird to be like, wow, this is really, I going well. I don't even want to say going well out loud. You know what I mean? It don't even feel right mm. to be like, it's mm. going well right now. And I know so many others are experiencing, you know, different things. So that, that, that's been kind of the duality of where I'm at. I, I feel blessed, man. I feel like, um, I'm in the, in the middle of my purpose. You know what I mean? I feel the Lord near to me and, and, and I know a lot of people don't at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Oh man. You know? So that's weird. So that's a really interesting perspective, and that's why it really challenged me so much because I think we automatically assume that everyone is struggling right now. And you know, I was thinking because I watched Patriot Act with Hassan Minhaj, mm-hmm. um, and we were watching it, and Hassan does this joke where he's like, "Yo, what's good with?" He was mentioning Skype. He was like, "Yo, what's good with Skype?" Like Skype had a literally a seventeen year head start, mm. and Zoom just like came right. through, right? And took like all your shine. And it's funny because most of us like associate you know covid with struggles even that episode was about the rental crisis that's right. coming you know a lot right, of people right, getting right. ready to get evicted mm-hmm. and then you have zoom and zoom is flourishing right now zoom is like man we getting so much traffic we shutting down you right. know like happened on sunday for sure um and so as we as we process all that there are some people who are coming up right now and mm-hmm. there's some people who are experiencing great blessings and rewards and i think there's a duality because i think for some of us who are like 
I don't know what y'all talking about. That check ain't hit. It ain't hit like what we thought it would or Mm. didn't hit in the time we needed it to. Mm. And then for others of us, we're like, we've experienced depth of loss right now. Mm -hmm. And then for the people who are experiencing it, they're like, man, it's not because I I don't want to seem like I'm on the backs of everybody else. Right. Or seem like I'm exceptional because I'm, I'm making it during this time. But like, how do you manage that? So like, how are you processing that right now? You know, it kind of feels like it's a version of survivor's remorse, right? Yeah. You're surviving and thriving Definitely. even. Definitely. And how do you process that? Yeah, for sure. That, that's been a tough thing. That's been a tough thing for me. Um, you know, I've been, um, we were talking about this, you know, I've been kind of like walk jogging a little bit more in the morning ever since um, Ahmad's killing. And that's been just mm-hmm. a wonderful mm-hmm. time with the Lord. Um and I'm just processing like, you know, God, what is, you know, what does this mean? What, you know, how do I feel about this? And and one of the major takeaways that I kind of have, um, I guess I'm thankful for about the timing of stuff like this is, you know, God didn't allow these things to happen in a time where I couldn't, where I could get caught up and forget about what was happening around me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like if mm. this was just a mm. pre-COVID wow. era, I could just be like, yo, Tyler, this joint, this crazy, da, 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 da. And it would just be that. And it would be very easy for me to just get caught in, caught up in the wave, right? Um, but I, there is no wave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like wow. there's no way for me Man, to get caught so up good. in. And so even, even though I'm like, oh, this is a blessing, this is cool, this is da-da-da-da, it's still not, you know, the the way everything around me in life is. I, I I just can't allow myself to to revel in it in a way that is, you know, prideful or or anything like that. Man, it's it's wild. Yeah, and you know what I think is also really interesting about that is, you know, you're not just succeeding, but there's people on a large scale that are flourishing. Yeah, you got the right. national things, right? Yeah. So every weekend. As much as I possibly can, I'm always, you know, trying to lock into the versus battle, whatever it is. Right. The only one I couldn't get down with is uh, Bone Thugs and uh, Three Six because it's yeah. just too much demonic activity going on there. But you know, Pentecostal background, hey. it just, you know, <laughs> total. Hold I was like, nah, man, I gotta anoint. I gotta <laughs> anoint this. Yeah, I gotta anoint this, this screen. Not my house. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. You know. So this is what's so funny. This is an aside, so this is a tangent, but. You know how you know how deep that is in me, and it's not just because I'm a pastor, but it's literally because I have these like spiritual warfare convictions. Um, that new Drake album came out, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna listen to the new Drake, and I saw they got a song on there called Demons, mm. and I was like, well, you know, you're probably talking about like I'm working so hard, it's like yeah. you know I'm a demon or right. whatever. I turned that joint on, and it was like. Demonic for real. I That's was crazy. like, oh nah, man. I had to cut that joint off. I'm like, I can't. That's crazy. <laughs> so That's them habits, them habits die hard, man. But anyway, anyway, as a tangent. But <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people who are flourishing nationally, right? And right. there are a lot of people, like if you take the versus battles, I mean, people are getting over a billion impressions and streams are tripling for people. Yeah. Um, like wild. Jill Scott and Erica Badu, and all right. these things are happening, and people can look at that and be like, man. You know, my idea, whatever it may be that goes online or my business that everybody told me I should be starting, it doesn't hit the same or it's not getting traction or people have spent all their money already. You know, how do we process that nationally too? Because we're we're consuming those products and we were talking about a lot of different different names outside of just verses as well sure. that yeah, are definitely. really like flourishing right now. Yeah. It it I 
it's odd, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, obviously there's Tabitha Brown. If people don't know, she's a wonderful right, uh, black right. woman, mother, oh believer who uh, just, you know, I, I read an article where they're calling her America's mom right now. You know what I mean? Where she just has like a Yeah, they presence. definitely mammying her a little bit. They, they are. They're trying to. They're trying to. They're trying to. Uh, she gonna get to the bag though. She'll be all right. But you know, no, and, we and happy. Then, we happy for her. We yeah. happy for her. And I then, just know how they act. No, you know? you know for sure. That's what they want. They they'll spirit animal you real quick out here. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, and then D nice. You know with his DJ sets uh, have you know mm-hmm. just been mm-hmm. massively popular. And it, it it it's an odd thing to it's an odd thing to correlate your your come up with. You know what I mean that time. But I feel like. I don't know. I, I keep thinking of that um that Mr. Rogers, uh that story about uh him seeing something bad on TV and his mom said to uh whenever something bad happens, look to the helpers. Uh you'll always see mm. people that are helpers. And something in my something in my heart, something in my spirit wants to say that like I feel like I feel like a lot of people coming up are the helpers, man. You know what I mean? I feel like people are looking yes. They're oh, looking. They're looking for that feeling. You know what I mean. And so the people that that have that around them are, you know what I'm saying, um, are sort yep. of just yep. shining a little bit brighter because the value on celebrities at an all time low. The value on, you know, if you if you could get a credit card and hop in a private jet and and go to Ibiza, it don't matter no more because you can't go to Ibiza. Mm. You know what mm. I mean. You mm. can't get on. A, you know what I mean. All this stuff don't matter anymore. So when you remove all of those distractions, all that's left is that feel, man, that personality, that spirit behind it. And I think that's why you see, you know, with the versus battles, it's just us celebrating, you know, the culture. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's not about, you know, it's some, a lot of the artists, most of the artists on, on versus are not currently popping artists. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly, so it's like, it's not exactly. even about who's popping, who's got the most followers. It's just about like, we're looking for that feel. Like, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are just the helpers, man. Uh, and, and whatever that is, if it's, if it's Instagram, if it's, you know, what you're doing on, for your church, if it's around your city, man, the helpers, I think are kind of like having a moment um, attention wise, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And, and I'm so glad that you said that because as I was, as I was processing what you were talking about, what we were talking about earlier and what you just said, you know, people feel bad for their moments of success, but the mm. truth is the entire community needs you to succeed. Mm, that's like good. the entire community needs your success. And yeah. that's part of the communal nature. Right. So I think, you know, not to get too hyper theological, but one of the things I've been trying to teach my church is, the difference between scarcity and abundance. Mm-hmm. So we have a theology and a mindset of scarcity, right. right? So we have this approach where we look at life and especially in ministry, unfortunately, as it's only a few people that can make it, quote unquote. Right. So it's only a few people that can win, mm-hmm. only a few people that can make it. And as as much as someone else wins, that reduces the opportunity for me to win too. Right. And Definitely. that theology of scarcity, it, it turns people into commodities, makes right. re- relationships transactional, mm-hmm. um, contractual. Um, it just makes makes these things kind of reduce themselves down into what's the benefit for me, mm. because I know there's only limited resources available out there. Right. And the truth is, man, we believe in a theology of abundance. And that right. theology of abundance says, 
that there is more than enough, you know, to that's use good. a black churchism, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so if that's the true and that there's more than enough, that we serve the God of more than enough, mm-hmm. then he is able to make all of us abound in the way that we're supposed to. Yeah. And so, you know, not to get that's again good. like nah. too theological, I think it's really for sure. important for us to have that theology of abundance and to also say, you know, that when we see someone who who has their come up in this moment. Right. We as a community must celebrate it because we need them in that spot. Whatever that is, we need them in that spot, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's helpful for us to remember like it's not like it's a limited amount of spots. That's true. You know, yeah. it's like it's like that whole black boy fly concept, right? That mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar, one of my favorite um songs from him, probably my favorite song from him, where he talks about this whole idea of of game and Aaron Aflalo and when he saw them grow up in the same area, Mm-hmm. And they made it. It was like, oh well, if they make it, I can't make it because it's only a few, a few spots, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's helpful for us. I think progressing our community, right? It's going to be important for us to be celebrators. That's good. Um, not people who are consumed with jealousy. Not people who are consumed with envy. For like, sure. and I'll shout out some people. Like, I saw one of one of my favorite moments of the quarantine was seeing Lisa Fields get to interview Kurt Franklin. And yeah. Charlie Dates. Mm-hmm. That was like a yeah. huge, I was For like, sure. yo, that's crazy. For that's sure. like a huge, that's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's really helpful for us because it's like, man, that's that is man, if she wins, we win. We win. Like yeah. that's family right there. <laughs> you sure. know, yeah, like definitely, definitely. Lisa's family. Lisa mm-hmm. supported Joy and Justice, and it was in the mix. Yeah, like it sure. came and spoke. And it's like, yeah. man, our first national conference, she was there and supporting on the front row. And it's right. like, yo. If if she wins, we all win. That's real, you know. For sure, and that's really cool. I think for us to kind of think about and and process as we see success, and then also as we experience success. If you're experiencing success, like yeah. the community needs you to succeed. Yeah, you know. That's 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 you know that those are wise words. That you know, I wish we could have had this conversation when I first moved to Chicago because I spent a couple of years <laughs> figuring that out. And because when look, I when I when I came look. to Chicago, I was like, I want to be the funniest person in the city. That's what I was like. That's what my mind was at. And it's because that's how we're raised, right? When you're in school, there's a valedictorian. You know what I mean? You're you're on the football team. Somebody has the fastest forty. We're raised in that mindset. But then I came to see people who did things and did things well that I could never do. So we're not even comparable. You know what I mean? I can't, we don't do the same things mm-hmm. at all. We both do comedy, right? The end goal is the same, but we don't, how could I even compare myself to you? So the only two options I have is to appreciate you and celebrate you or to hate on you, right? Out of an insecurity, <laughs> right, right, right? To project my own insecurities. Um, but we see that in, we see that in the real world too, man. We see that in the real world too, where you see a lot of people because they don't understand or can't do what you do. Uh, they hate on you, right? And that comes in a lot of forms. Relational, social, political, you know what I mean? When people, when they can't get a grasp on it, they, they try to shut it down. But that's a whole other tangent. This episode is brought to you in part by Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary students are grounded in faith and formed in community. PTS students are preparing for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and Certificate Programs. Begin your Master's or Certificate Program in person or online. Financial aid is available. Visit pts.edu admit.
Yeah, man. Nah, that's I'm glad you mentioned that because man, let me tell you, and this is just I'm I'm just speaking out of what my personal experience is. What my personal experience is, it may mm-hmm. be different from yours that are listening, but you know, one of the things that has been so difficult has been such a blessing, but also a double edged sword in this time of quarantine and online church is how many churches are, are online, right? How many yeah. churches are going live. For sure. And so, you know, a lot of your major big churches are going live. And so it is it is something else yeah. to to monitor my heart on a Sunday. Mm. And I'm gonna be I'm being straight up with y'all because mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. this PTO, we're gonna be honest, it is hard to to watch because you sit back and you're like Immediately, as soon as you click a live, you're like measuring yourself against that person. Mm-hmm. That's just the te- that's just the temptation. It's, it's like natural, right? Dad, they got like 300 viewers live right yeah. now, active. I mean, it's right. cool. I mean, <laughs> you know, I guess if that's right. your thing, like, and it's not even intentional. It's just what is naturally in us, right? And that has to be killed in us, right? So you got these massive mega church pastors, thousands upon thousands of people watching, mm-hmm. tuned in. And it's so hard. It's so easy to quote Philippians one. Like, no matter what the motives are, mm-hmm. no matter who, where they are, like, nevertheless, the gospel is being preached, and so right. I rejoice. Like, it's so hard. It's easy to quote it. It's so hard to live that out. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us are experiencing that on a microcosmic level in the way in which we see people's job success, or we see people's families, right. or we see people's marriages. Yeah. Or we see people's connection with whatever, or we see just their possessions, mm-hmm. or we see that they got a full fridge right now. Yeah, because I'm gonna be uh, look, be real. Like, yo, a full fridge right now for a lot of people, a food that is healthy and like yeah. fresh. People are like, yo, we tired of eating frozen. People. <laughs> yeah, that's. Real. I mean, be real. We tired yeah. of of, of yeah. like frying French fries. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. Like, we tired of that. You know. Yeah. And so I think it's like, man, it's been such a war on our hearts, and so I think mm-hmm. it's incumbent upon us as a community. To really take a step back and say, what's a black Christian perspective mm-hmm. on success in a time of, of quarantine yeah. and success in a time of pain and success in a time of suffering for so many people where, where tens of thousands of people are losing their lives? And I think we have to take a step back and say that there is a responsibility that the community has. Mm-hmm. And then there is a responsibility that those who are being elevated and experience success experiencing success, yeah. there's a responsibility upon them not to look down upon us, yeah. right? Yeah, like for it, sure, for sure. Because here's the thing. Once, you, once you're once you in that spot, it's so easy to forget where you came from. Yeah. It's that, so easy to forget the like the, the, people, the people who have propped you up, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Getting, you get in those new rooms and you got new people saying all these kinds of things about you and you are just gone. You know what I mean? But yeah, one thing I yeah. wanted to bring up that you uh, just reminded me of, uh, and it also touches on the shame piece that we were kind of talking about a little bit. Um, you know, a few, it's probably been over a month now, you know, time works differently now, who knows uh, <laughs> when it was, but it, I think it was over a month ago, there was an, uh, it made national news. There was a party uh, here in Chicago. Um, it was on the West side. Mm-hmm. If anybody mm-hmm. wants to be specific, cause I, I live on the South side. We don't, we don't do those things over here. Uh, but, uh, it was on the West side, but, um, and, and shout out to the tribe, which is a great, 
The Tribe is a wonderful publication. Everybody should follow them on Twitter. Basically, uh, I think her name is Morgan. I'm forgetting her last name. But uh, she broke off from uh, larger publications, and they just started a publication for Black Millennials, and that's it. Like They're like, we got to, this news ain't working for us. Uh, so they put together the Tribe. It's a wonderful mm-hmm. publication. Mm-hmm. But she had a really great interview with the young lady whose house that party was at. Uh, that got It was all over the news because the house was packed out. Um and one of the things that she was saying is she, she was like, you know, I was looking at the news and I was seeing this stuff, you know, getting, you know, shared around and stuff. And it's all these people. She was like, y'all got big old houses. Y'all got pools. Y'all got food. You have stuff to do. We're sitting here doing nothing broke all wow. day. You know what I mean? Like, um, and that joint hit me. You know what I mean? Because it, it really is a lot of people who have a lot of resources. You know what I mean? To, to ride this wave out that mm-hmm. are coming down mm-hmm. to people who are just. You know, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not co-signing their decision or whatever, but it's just a thing that we have to think about when we start, you know, deciding who is doing right and who is doing wrong. You know, a lot of these answers in a time like this are not as clean cut. You know what I mean? You can't get to them as quickly. So hmm. that what you said reminded me of that a lot. Let's transition because I'm glad you brought this up. Hmm. We need to transition to this very important thought, this very important truth that I need everyone to repeat and remember. Mm-hmm. Please stop shaming black people during the time of a pandemic. Please. Yeah. Can you please stop? Listen, you got me. Okay, this is my rant. Yeah, no. This is a rant I've been holding for a minute. <laughs> I'm not saying it's all put together or whatever. I'm just saying I'm so tired of seeing people at various levels of life mm-hmm. taking a global pandemic as an mm-hmm. opportunity to shame our community. Yeah. As an opportunity to talk about all the pathological errors that we are predisposed to in their minds. Mm. I'm so tired of it. We are dealing with a pandemic. Mm-hmm. We do not have a social safety net in place for people who are going to be adversely affected on the margins from the negative effects of a pandemic. May they be economic, may they be vocational, maybe their healthcare, family. Do you realize that people who are working two to three jobs are now having to stay at home, homeschool their kids, figure out how to pay rent, make sure that they have enough money in the bank so that they can go out and buy groceries. Mm -hmm. They're having to deal with the fact that they might get sick. And if they get sick, a lot of these people don't have health insurance. Or if they do, they're worried about whether or not they're going to have a bed. Then they're worried about whether or not they're going to have someone to take care of their kids. Not having the same social net as as the church um, in the church because the church now is losing money as well. So they're not able to help as many people who are marginalized and on the edges of society. And we're still talking about, Hmm. well, you know, it's because of our diet. (laughs) Well, you know, it's because when you you know why we're we have predisposed conditions because we eat junk food (laughs) in the time of a pandemic. Who has who has who who like for real? How many? What is the percentage of people who have money mm-hmm. to go out and buy at the co-op right. in the health food store mm-hmm. and have money to go out and, and plant a garden mm-hmm. and, and do that and deal with that? Who who right now has that opportunity? Right. How many people? There's some that do. And there are others that do not. Many, the overwhelming majority. And we're talking about people's health decisions. And we're talking about what people do for entertainment. Yes, it needs to be safe. Yes, we need to make sure that we're not infecting the people around us. I understand right. all that. But man, where's the why are we shaming? What yeah. what for? What are we gaining from this? 
Who's changing because of shame? Who's changing because you got them tweets off, bro? Who's changing? Yeah. Who is changing? Like, who is changing? Who's like, you know what I need to do? I need to go get an investment loan because I need to go and start a business right now. That's real. Yeah, for sure. If if you're depressed, what are we doing here? (laughs) (laughs) People are sick of being inside. People, mothers are now dealing with kids in a way that they haven't had to deal with kids before. They can ready to pull their hairs out. Mm Mm-hmm. They can really get upset. They can really lose it. And we out here shaming them. I'm so tired. I'm so oh. and 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 I expect it from the culture. I hate it from the church. I hate it. I cannot stand it from this talented 10th, mm-hmm. we the best mentality. Yeah, man. The underclass. Y'all, yeah. you know what? Look at them. Right. This is why we can't have nice things. Because mm-hmm. y'all out here buying Jordans. <laughs> and it's like, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, what how, what good is your passport right now? Like, what good right. is passport Twitter right now? <laughs> what good is investment Twitter right now? Yeah. What good is it? Like, for real? No, it's real. And I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about storing up, and I'm not talking about planning. I'm not talking about the ant and this go to the ant, you sluggard, and yeah, all these people, right. all these verses I hear. Yeah. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying I'm so frustrated with this idea that we got to get shots off at our community. Sure. There yeah. is a way for us to uplift and empower our community that does not that does not predispose it to shame and self-doubt and self-hate. Mm-hmm. There is a way for us to do that. And if you're not going to light up the path, and if you're not going to make the path, this is another thing, if you're not going to make the path affordable for everyone to walk mm-hmm. down, yeah, then keep it to yourself. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Privately message all those people. Let right, them know exactly. what you're doing. Right. But you out here telling people who are like, man, I'm struggling. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to keep the lights on. Right. And this dude talking about the fact that you see, this is why we have high blood pressure because of this. And it's like, yeah. and it's not just health. It's it's all kinds of things. Yeah. See, if we weren't if we were investing, mm-hmm. it's uh, okay. <laughs> we'll think about that that next time when a pandemic comes up. Right. Exactly. And I'm just saying, we got to have more grace for our people, man. Like, I just. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my rant. No, it's real. I I had a, it's, 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 it's needed. It's needed because it's, it's, it's so prevalent right now. I think everybody's on edge. You know what I mean? Everybody's got all this stuff going around. Mm -hmm. So we just lash out, right? We lash out. um, Because we don't know what to do. You know, I had a, I had a mentor of mine. Uh, and she was telling me, you know, she was specifically talking about actually social media and interacting with it as, you know, someone in the entertainment space and all that kind of stuff. And she was like, you know, before you post something, you need to ask yourself, um, like, who is this serving? You know what I mean? Like, what story am I telling Mm -hmm. and who is it serving and am I doing it justice? You know what I mean? So to your end, Tyler, I feel like the full stop thing is just like when you get ready to say something like that, who are you serving? Who are you benefiting by saying mm. that? Mm. Because if you're if you know you're not, if you know you're not, then you're really clout chasing. You're like a reverse pick me. You know what Come I'm saying? On. You clout chasing. Cause it's like, okay, it's cool that you know better. That's great. You did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's great mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. better. But what are you're not doing any benefit to anyone whatsoever. All you're trying to do is separate yourself. You know what I mean? It's like back in the day, we always used to wear tags on our hats and stuff so you could know that it was mm-hmm. a new 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's because you yeah, went, you yeah. didn't want people to think it wasn't new, so you put the sticker on it. And it's like that's all you're doing. You're trying to brand yourself as different, and that's that's some cornball stuff to do. It's really the corniest thing to do in the world because the the yes, people who's yes. really for the culture, right? If you see people around you struggling and stuff like that, to your point, like if you're not going to DM them at least, right? If you're not going to shoot them some information, shoot them some opportunities, you really need to be getting your hands in the mud with people in a time like this. Like mm-hmm, if you're not going to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and if, if you, if you're not going to get your hands in the mud with people, you don't have a place to criticize from, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, yeah, man, I really like people got to really check their intentions and and we can't come up off of we can't come up and get our value and we can't uh thrive off of like just just objectifying and and, and calling out people who literally don't know or have access to better. That's it's yes. corny. And that's that's the thing right there. That's the key is the access to better, right? Like yeah. what why do we have a limited access to these resources? Right. It's because of systemic factors. Mm-hmm. It's just no way around it. Um, whether it's genetic factors, whether it's neuroscientific factors, whether it's um, you know educational factors, neighborhood, city factors, all these things matter. Food deserts, yeah. all these things profoundly matter in the conversation. And so what I'm saying is we have to have a full and total conversation. But to be honest with you, now probably isn't the time to have the full and total conversation. No. Now is the time to highlight pathways for us to succeed. Right. Now is the time for us to highlight pathways for us to make it out. Not to be out here being like, see, I hate it whenever this comes up. And hey, look, I understand. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I get it. People are like, man, you know what? Y'all don't know how to hunt and fish. You ain't ready for revolution. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I appreciate that. That's that's true. Now, not everybody is in a rural setting where they need to hunt and fish. Right. Um, not everybody has access to that. But okay, I appreciate the sentiment. It means that we need to be prepared for the the resistance and the revolution that we seek. Okay, mm-hmm. I get you. I get you. Now show us and tell us how that is going to be facilitated. Tell us how we can right. go from zero to where you are. Right. And a lot of people, let's just be real. A lot of people do not want to give the blueprint out of the place that they like to shame. No. no. Because we need an underclass. We need a lower right. class. We need somebody to point to and say, I'm better than this person, mm-hmm. or I'm more advanced than they are, or look at how far I came. Because mm-hmm. there's no rags to riches story if people still ain't in rags. Right. Yeah, that's real. And so a lot of people, that's just, they don't want to give, they don't want to get the blueprint out. They want to hoard it. They'll be like, well, I'll give you a little bit, but you got to pay me, you know, $9.95, you know, $9.99 for me to get this. And listen, I'm not saying, I'm not saying there's not room for you to be compensated. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not shooting at anybody. Listen, all I'm saying is I, I see that we are hiding and hoarding the resources that can help our community. And then we shame them. And that's, that's whack, man. Yeah. Um, it's whack and it's anti-gospel. I'll just say it. I'll just say For that. Sure. Okay. For it is sure. anti-gospel. It's For anti sure. the message of Jesus. And we should be better than that. And what I see is a lot of really great churches and organizations uh, who are choosing a different route. Yeah. We're choosing the route not just to help people and not just to be those who do outreach, but also to address systemic factors and also to provide training in this time. And so, man, I just want to create... I don't know if we can create a thread on the witness or something or a PTM group, man, just some resources that people can take advantage of right now. I mean, we need, we really need to do that because it's like now we can amplify 
you know, some ways that people can better themselves in this moment mm-hmm. for low to no cost, yep. or they can also receive resources that they need, essential services like man, I didn't know about don't kick go, don't get kicked out dot com, right? Mm-hmm. Which is basically this resource that Hassan Minhaj and those people put together um, to basically see if you qualify for some housing exemptions for eviction, right? Yeah. I didn't know about some of the things about housing court. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, man, I really need to I need to know about this. Like I need to be able to put people on and how people don't know these things and aren't yeah. aware. And because they're not aware, they go in and they get evicted and kicked out of their homes. They no longer have a roof over their head. Like right. I didn't know these things. And so now we're in this place and now we're in this space where we can share those details and share that with other people. And that's yeah. what we need to be doing right now. We uh, That is like literally, it's the, <laughs> it's not the only move, but as, it's as close to the only move as the only move could be. You know what I mean? That's come on. Come there, on. We, that's the mission, man. I I can't. I'm not even gonna try to add anything to it. It is what. It, that's what it is. You know what I mean? There. We need to do that. We, we and we will build it out. We we'll build it out and work on it because, you know, if if we're not if we're not pulling everybody along to this right now, it's like what are we doing? You know what I mean? Back to the thing we were talking about earlier. It's, it's mm-hmm. like oh, it's cool. Like you getting a little. You know, you getting some more crowns. You know, you're doing your thing. That's fine. But, you know, everybody else out here. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a ton of resources. Um. I don't. I don't want to keep shining stuff out. We'll put together a thread and that, yeah. That's no, a we need idea. to. You know what I mean? Well, because there's a lot of stuff out here, man. There's there's whole charities right now that have pivoted from what their mission was to just now. They're just if you can go on their site and then uh, apply, and if you qualify, they're just going to send you a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars. Until they, you know what I mean? Because they're yes. the, whatever yes. their whatever their mission values is kind of done for right now. So they're just like, well, you know, this money was going to be used to help people anyways. You know what I mean? So there's so many resources out there here in Chicago. You know, my my church is part of a, a conglomerate of churches that are just um, they're struggling. A lot of older people are, I'm sorry, EBT is struggling. A lot of people's food stamps are, cards aren't working mm-hmm. because the government is so mm-hmm. backed up. And so, you know, my church joined with the coalition of churches um, that is just like, hey, like show us how much you get in in your food stamps and we'll just buy groceries for us, for you. And then we'll just figure out how to get the money back later. You know what I mean? If your stuff is not working, wow. there's, wow. there's, there's a, people are being creative Man. out here. You know what I mean? They're being creative. They're helping folks. Um, and as black Christians, man, this is, I mean, this is what we've been baked in, right? This is our lineage. You know what I mean? Hmm. Look at, Come on, this man. is, this is our lineage. And so, you know, especially us as, you know, I, I've been talking to a lot of my friends, especially people who are millennials, you know, if you're in your upper twenties and you're in your upper twenties and your thirties right now and going into your early forties, this is a time of life where you are young enough to and able-bodied enough to pitch in and smart enough to lead and know better. You know what I mean? And so yes, it's just like, yes. you know what I mean? Like my niece is 16 years old. She's just trying to not be bored. You know what I'm saying? Like she's just mm-hmm, trying to like whatever, mm-hmm. but on. you know, I'm, I'm grown, you know, I, I'm grown enough to understand these things. And, and this is, this is the lineage when we talk about the, the mega evers and the Fannie Lou, this is the lineage of, you know what I mean? Yes. Of the people yes. that we rest on the shoulders of. And, and this is our time to to step into that calling because if 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 you're not gonna do it now you never are going to do it whatever right, you know what right. i'm saying if you if this doesn't spur you to just be about other things outside of your you know what i mean that time is never is never gonna come mm-hmm. you know what i mean if, if it's mm-hmm. not coming now so yeah man, man. such a word bro man i appreciate you uh hopping on and yeah, you know man. as you were talking i talked about the lineage 
uh, recently was Malcolm X's birthday. You right. know, so people talk about you know, the fact that he would have been ninety five if he were still here. Mm-hmm. And you know, I thought about it and was grieved by the fact that people, you know, at the end of the movie, Malcolm X it says, "Man, he loved us so much," right? Mm-hmm. And I'm grieved by this concept that people don't see that in us. Mm. You know, where yeah. we proclaim our faith and we proclaim a Jesus who comes full of grace and truth mm. and who comes to serve people and they don't look, the black community doesn't look at us and say they love us so much. Mm. What a shame, man. Like what a yeah, man. What a shame, shame on us, those of us mm-hmm. who should be leading in that age group that you mentioned. Man. You know, like what a shame, you know, that that's not what's happening for us. So, yeah, man, man, hopefully that can change and hopefully we we take that step, man. Yeah. Thank you, Keys, bro. Yeah, man. This was dope, man. This was dope. This was it was encouraging, man. And uh, we up, definitely got to have you back on. I'm proud of you, bro. Hey, Fred, I'm proud of you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> man, get out of here, man. <laughs> All right. This episode was brought to you in part by The Compelled Podcast, which uses gripping, immersive storytelling to bring Christian testimonies to life. Listen to missionaries, addicts, martyrs, and more who have seen Jesus at work in unbelievable ways. Listen on your podcast app or compelledpodcast.com.